The first con I have to get out of the way, and I don't know if I would classify this as a con, but I will say it did kind of make me feel a little something when I was looking up the specs so I could give you guys our stars in this show. I noticed that the, let's just say the first episode, the undeniable, one of the undeniable male leads is an actor by the name of Jim Genie. And Jim Genie is our second male leads or first male lead depending on how you look at that it's his father he is uh credited with having a guest role and i'm not really offended by this and please don't take this as a reason not to like this but jim Jenny is so much more than a guest role i guess that's probably a title of honor if i'm really assessing this properly because you know he is such a fantastic actor this man right here see this is what i'm saying i love a dramas because when our actors age in our a drama world they 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 age like cheese don't they they just get better with time Gigi is really good looking but he has obvious maturity you know what i'm saying whatever he does to himself he doesn't go too far if anything i'm not saying he does you know live at the dermatologist but he just his his look is a graceful maturity you know what i'm saying girls i'm just saying everybody does not have to be shiny in order for us to uh like what we see for those of you who haven't seen the drama um be my favorite y'all know um if for those who haven't listened to that y'all know my favorite character on there was Paramise dad yes baby the og he is my favorite for reasons that i am not able to get into on this drama but so gg he is touted as having the guest role but he is our male lead's father he is um the father of a 20 year old and for those of you who have not seen this let me step back just one moment sometimes you run across lists that are recommended to you and sometimes you stumble upon a list of dramas i've taken it as a personal challenge at least in betwixt my own personal watching pleasure to watch those dramas that have the highest ratings and i don't know how far i'm gonna go down this list to keep it all the way 100 but I would love to be able to at least watch those first 10 because, because I want to. <laughs> There's really kind of no other reason other than the fact that they're the highest rated. But I do realize this is completely subjective because we're going to always dispute rankings and dramas and idols and all that kind of stuff. And it's really probably not a good usage of time to dispute why a drama is number one as in why should i care if this is what everybody else thinks if i don't like it that's what matters nevertheless chinchini has a son and this is this is the number one drama according to this site guys this is the only reason why this is on my radar right now it is a drama i've seen in passing that i never i was never ever gonna watch this drama Another reason why I'm watching this drama, because some of the dramas on the top 10, 
I have seen some of them, but a lot of them I haven't. And I don't know. I just, you know how you just feel like it's good. It's a good exercise for you to sometimes step out of your comfort zone and do something you know you're not exactly that comfortable with. The portion of this drama that makes it a little uncomfortable is that, you know, Korean dramas have a way of uh, when they do slice of life, baby, they really um, slam their hearts into your chest and, and rip it out like a like a freaking uh, Aztec warrior. You know, they, they want to sacrifice your heart on the altar of their drama. And this father has an autistic son, his Artistic son is 20 years old and he is played by actor Tang Chun-sang. Tang Chun-sang, his name in the drama is Han Kuro. Han Kuro. And he's he's he is his father's absolute, you know that heart that we ripped out of your chest and placed it on the ass techian, probably not a word. Uh, altar to be sacrificed to the rain gods or whatever. Han Guru is his father's heart. And unfortunately, Han Guru, he is impressed or he is too big for his father's heart. And we all know what an enlarged heart does to you. Yes? Because Han Guru is a brilliant mind with a very low level let, let me say this he is a brilliant mind he is like a walking encyclopedia but due to his struggle with emotional cues he struggles in life as anybody would his father is a single man, which I'm only on episode one, y'all. So I, for all I know, they're going to start flashing me back on episode two, which I hate when they do that sometimes, especially on gay dramas, because they always want to take it back down to childhood stuff. And it's like, okay, come on, yeah, I don't want to do this. But he's his father's heart. You know what I'm saying? He is the reason why his father... He gives his father, he is his father's hope, meaning, and purpose, all wrapped up into a 20-year-old body who is capable of going and, you know, doing certain things independently. His favorite spot is the aquarium where he not only watches the, you know, the aquatic life for enjoyment. Again, he's like an encyclopedia. And so when the... The curators, I don't know what you call the people at the aquarium, y'all, but the people roll up on him and say, hey, what's up, Hankudo? I, I knew we was going to see you one day this week. He's like, okay, but the stingrays left, fin is, you know, damaged, and this shark ate another one of the damn bluefish, and this one's sick because he's barely swimming. You know, he is looking at this aquarium as if it's a freaking you know what i'm saying like a damn life cycle chart you know in science class where you would have you know the a, a pictorial of the ocean and what order your ass gets eaten in if you are a damn fish so this is how um hankuro 
this is how he looks at this aquatic life. And they're like, okay, uh, let me take these notes down because you have not been wrong yet. So thank you for doing my job for me. Please come back next Tuesday so I don't get fired. And so they didn't say that part, but, you know, he's doing the job for the. They don't need no damn employees as long as Han Guru comes in there. And so, you know, he's got a best friend, female best friend who loves him, who, I mean, Han Guru is the apple of whomever's eye he is in. His best friend who gives him a ride on the back of her bike as K-dramas are want to do. Do you guys do that in real life over there in Korea? But anyway, she gives him a ride home and she loves him. There's, there's no other way to say that. And I don't mean not Aksadang type of love. I'm talking about not even like a little brother. Just I love you. You mean the world to me. You're my chinkle my best friend and so it's super convenient because they live let's just say across the providence not providence yeah but they live across the street from each other one thing that i always compliment dramas on is when they don't live in a 200 unit apartment it's something about that style of being stacked on top of each other like sardines is extremely unpalatable to me but Hankuru and his father don't live that way they live in sort of like a villa I'd say and I just love when I see especially k-dramas do that to me it's more it, it's 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 like a sign of um I hate to say a word like progress but it's almost like a sign of um the producer expanding our perception of the culture you know I just love that I, I just like that and they live in this villa and this villa showcases a, a shiny van that as episode one progressed I realized how slick this van is this van is this is a nice ass van guys it's not like that creepy ass you know stranger danger van that you have to warn children to stay away from it's slick it's like silver and it has been waxed to death and on the side it has moved to heaven because our father whose name in the show is Hang Tu Wu he is the owner and employee maybe of the move to heaven company this is a company that does the work that most people in society don't bother to think about. You know the workers, the waste management workers, the people who work in sewers, the people who, you know, go into the pipes under the ground, the people who do that. Well, this particular job that the average person not only doesn't want to think, doesn't think of, does not probably can't even stomach to think of they go and they clean your joint up when you die so when you pass away somebody gotta come in there and clean all that up okay and this man has found a living has has created a way for him to take care of his child by going to apartments all over so wherever they are 
and cleaning up after a person has passed away. The person that passed away is a young man who, his name in real life is Hong Chin Ki, and in the show, his name is Kim Sonu. He is like a college-aged student who is working in this factory of sorts. And one day, he goes underneath this machine. This machine moves, obviously, but it isn't when he steps down into, let's just say, the track of where the machine would move. He's looking for something, doesn't find it, but accidentally activates the machine and it begins to make its way toward him. But unfortunately, his foot is stuck inside of the track of where this particular equipment is going, is gone, come. And so you're thinking, just take your foot out your damn shoe. But it isn't that cut and dry because something has him stuck like Chuck. One way or the next, he is able to extricate himself from this machine but not before he sustains a literal you know bone crushing injury that he limps back to his room and he thinks that he's just going to be able to grit his teeth through the pain and where he maybe would have been able to do that a septic infection sets in and takes his life. So now we see where, you know, Han Tunggu and his son come into play where they have to go and they have to pack him up. What makes Chin Jinni's performance in this, the chef's kit, he was only in the first episode. And this is why I kind of had a bone to pick with guest role because I think that even though he only played in the 12th of the damn drama or the 10th of the drama, that he definitely should have get, gotten a main role slot. But again, maybe guest role really does have a more of a an honored position, regardless of its position on the list of cast, the casting list. Nevertheless, Jin Jin is not like your average entrepreneur who sits back and analyzes the market and says to themselves, okay, I know in order to be successful, I have got to meet a need. Yes. And this need, people need you to clean up after the dead. Don't nobody want to do it. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to get all the business. I'm going to be good. And although some of that probably factored into his decision to do that, when he goes and he cleans up behind you, he has a heart that he activates when he's doing the cleaning. So he ain't just taking all your stuff and tossing it. A lot of that is what happens. But those things that are the most special things, like your picture with your parent on your graduation day, like Kim Sanu had on his tiny desk. His book bag that was obvious that this is what he brings with him every day. This is the things that are in this bag help sustain him every day he had to leave here. The different organizational things he did to save his coupons at his favorite convenience store. 
where he bought discounted kimbap and he ate lamyan every day because that's all he could afford and his attention to his hygiene you know they were able to see through the remnants of those things that he had in his room that he was a bit of a stickler about making sure that he smelled good he he continuously kept his nails clean because of the different tools that they found in his bag they took those items that had a certain level of specialness to them and they boxed them up because most movers in this line of work would just throw all that shit away either throw it away or probably slide a couple of things in their pocket or in the trunk of their car because i mean this person's dead and if the family didn't care enough to come and get it it's mine but that's not what they do they create a box they have a box that they label and that they go out of their way to deliver to his parents at the hospital for those of you who aren't too familiar a lot of korean wakes occur at a hospital and so they go and they meet his parents whom before they enter into the let's just call it the reception area where the parents are standing in wake sanu's employer is busy running game talking about oh it ain't my fault he wasn't even really on the clock here here's an example of his time clock don't you worry it ain't our fault or whatever but take this envelope stuffed with cash or one take this envelope stuffed with keep your damn mouth shut about us one and our condolences and whatever so they scroll they 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 walk off they came four or five deep to the funeral home, you know, just in case it was some problems. But what? No problems because these two parents didn't hear a fucking word he said. Because as he's talking to the mother, she is about as deaf as they come. So when Han Tumu walk up and he's explaining that this is what we know are probably the the most treasured items of your sons, your other. And she's not getting them until the father rolls up and he does a little sign language. And she just caves in emotionally and physically. And she, you know, rubs her hand across the box, which they have taken the time to label with Sanu's name. And, you know, most special things they write as a title and she opens it up and finds the backpack on the top and she hugs it as if it is her child suddenly everything that the bosses said you know the bribe that they gave her it starts to add up and she goes over to him and she tells him you know you cannot buy me off take your money back i don't care if it means i have to live on the street you cannot buy me not caring for my son you can't buy my you know you cannot buy me and the boss is upset by that obviously but there's very little that he can do about it because this mother is adamant she is she is at her limit she's lost her child she ain't got nothing else 
to lose. The father and the son having completed the task of their actual job. You know, their job, the job on the surface might be cleaning up, you know, deceased apartments and houses and clearing them out. But their actual job is to do one last favor for the deceased. And that is to make sure that the family is able to come into reception of that dead person's belongings. That's what's important about this job. And this job enables them to be right at ground zero in the most, and to see, to witness, to put their hands on the most intimate possessions of that person so that they can personally deliver them to the people that they love most. After having completed their actual job. The son is our autistic 20-year-old. He is enraptured by this tank in the hot. Remember, a lot of Korean wakes are in a hospital. So as they are traversing through the lobby in the hospital, as is common, there are different decorative features in any hospital lobby. And one in this particular hospital is a fish tank, which is like a magnet for our beautiful Hanguru because we know he loves aquatic life. And so the father, he makes an exit, but not before he tells Hanguru, you know what, you can sit here. You, you can stand here and look at the fish, you know. Our Hanguru is a very high-functioning autistic child or boy. He is able to, you know, go on his own. He's able to travel around the city on his own. It's just that he may find himself in an emotional quandary. And that's what he is in when he follows a nurse who he spots a, he spots a button on her lanyard. And he really, 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 really wants this button. And he follows her. And obviously the buttons is on the spot on her lanyard where it looks like when he points to her and says, I want that. She's like, what do you want? It's like, boy, girl, you need to stop. This is a K-drama. That, we already know he don't want that. Even if it was a romantic drama, y'all wouldn't be that damn bold to say, I want that and shit. <laughs> so she calls for the security and there's a kerfuffle, you know, because the son is, he doesn't have the, he has, he struggles with social cueing. And so after a very, you know, unfortunate misunderstanding, the father goes and he finds, you know, he's able to, uh, apologize for his son not understanding and once they see that it's like oh yeah you okay all right all right and so the father and son are separated again by certain means in the first episode and the father is on his way back to the son he's got to cross the street and the light changes and everybody is crossing the street and you can see that the father immediately starts to struggle. Because remember I told you, Han Guru is his heart. But you can't have a heart that big and live. 
and that's exactly what happens to our dad he goes down his heart stops his heart just can't take another second he's whisked away in the ambulance and it is unfortunate but he does die he does die and because Hankuru is not with his father when it happens and instead Hankuru waits for his father for an extended period of time and the reason Hankuru is highly functioning is because he knows that he knows enough to know that if it's been this long I need to get in the car and I need to put the key in the ignition and I turn the ignition over and I put it in driving. He's saying these instructions out loud because apparently he's been taught this and he has such a mechanical, let's just say, he has such an, like a computer, he's like a computer. His brain is like the input in a computer. It's nothing but zeros and ones. I don't want to say nothing, but but you know what I'm saying. He's very um, process oriented. And he can tell you how to drive a car like a professional. But when he gets in it, because his social cueing is so low, it's very difficult for him to uh, experientially drive the car. So he gets in and he sputters a little bit with the brake and the gas. But he does, uh, that does balance itself out enough for him to drive his himself home so that's why I say he's highly functional because a lower functioning autistic person could not drive themselves home okay and so he's home and by now his father has been pronounced dead at the hospital and has notified some people Han Guru does not know this yet his best friend who if I'm not mistaken is in real life, Hong Singi, and on the show, her name is Yun Namu. Namu comes across the road and knocks on the door. And as soon as she he opens the door, she grabs him in by the neck, you know, hugs him and cry and boohoo's. Now we also know <laughs> that nobody can cry like Koreans, right? They they boo hoo, baby. Ain't not no tears falling, but they still boohooing. So y'all gonna have to work on that. Y'all got you cannot cry that hard and I had no tears now. So <laughs> she's crying really hard. Hanguru, again, social cues are extremely low. He does not get it whatsoever what's going. He does not know what's happening or what has happened. So he follows her over to her place. And at her place is this i don't think he i know he's not a stranger to her but to the viewer he is every every mulleted second a stranger yes he's got a really nice mullet <laughs> and we're introduced to our lead who in the show is cho sanku and who in real life is e j hoon yes he is dynamite and he is what kind of made this drama one that didn't strike as much fear because he I don't even know what to describe him as fantastic doesn't feel like enough magnificent doesn't feel like enough E Jehun this this man I hope he's got a lot of awards under his belt he knows 
with the hayola he is doing when he gets on a drama and he's sitting on the couch and he's confronting um namu and gaudi who still doesn't understand his dad is in heaven has moved to heaven um but namu is 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 bemoaning sanku's arrival because he seems very much the wayward family member you know who grabs a snack or something and he throws it at the trash can i don't know if he even got it in but he threw it and he looks at goru and i'm trying to encapsulate with words what it looks like when he stared at guru he looked at hang guru like wow this is somebody that I'm going to be ha- be able to have a lot of fun with. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, there was there was a level of intrigue in his in the way that he stared at Hanguru that told me that Cho Sangku is either going to is going I'm going to choose to please let this be Cho Sangku is going to be now that Han Guru has lost his beloved father. Cho Sangku is going to be the best thing that ever happened to Han Guru.